you have highlighted one of the truest aspects and dilemmas of human life. It's what we call desires. So five years ago, you had a desire. I will be a software engineer. And the desire breeds all kinds of stories and drama with it. We create in our mind this whole fantasy. When I become a software engineer, my life will be like this. I'll have this much money. I'll go here. I'll go there. I'll spend my weekends doing this. I'll have that. Then I will feel very happy. With the money I make, I'll buy this. Then I'll feel happy. From buying things, I'll feel happy. From using the money to go places, I'll feel happy. Now, you have it. And you're waiting for weekends. This is the story of desires. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a software engineer. It's wonderful. As far as jobs go, you get to use your brain, you get to use your creativity. They're very high in demand, so presumably you're making a good living. You know it's not going to go out of style anytime soon. The world is always going to need software engineers. And yet, it didn't give you that happiness that you thought it would. And I pray that you take this as a lesson for your life. Because naturally now you may be having other desires. When I get that promotion or that raise, or when I get to go on vacation here, or maybe when I get that different job, you start having other desires. What I hope you learn at this beautifully young age is desires when they are fulfilled do not actually bring us the joy and the peace that we thought they would. Desires breed desires. It's the nature of desires. I want a car. I get a car. Then I want a different car. A better car. Then I get that better car. Then I want a better car. Pooja Swamiji tells a, a beautiful story that I just, I love of, this is going back probably 50 years. They went to Kashmir. He and his guru and a whole bunch of devotees. And they had gone for a week. But they ended up staying a month because it was so beautiful. And they had one boatman who would take them out onto the beautiful lake of the Srinagar area of Kashmir called Dal Lake. And they would go out and they would spend every day on the boat singing and meditating and chanting and it was just heaven. So they decided to keep staying. Not just a week, they stayed a whole month. And at the end of the month, when the devotees went to pay this boatman, 
who had taken them out in the lake every day. The boatman said, I want just one blessing. I want a meeting with Swamiji. You have to arrange for me to have a private meeting for a private blessing with Swamiji. And so when Swamiji met the boatman, the boatman said, you have to give me a special blessing. Swamiji said, okay, what is it? And he said, I want to go to Mumbai. Those days it was Bombay. I want to go to Bombay. Now, all of these devotees who had come from Bombay, from Delhi, from Calcutta, from all of the big cities, had turned a one-week holiday into a month on this beautiful, heavenly, paradise lake. They're dreaming of vacations in Dal Lake in Kashmir. But the guy who lives all day, every day in the lake is dreaming of Bombay. This is the nature of the mind. You live in Bombay, you want to be in Dal Lake. You live in Dal Lake, you want to be in Bombay. It's the nature of desires. And no matter what we get, desires keep breeding desires because they are rooted upon a fundamental lie. And the fundamental lie is that your joy, your bliss, your peace is going to come from something outside of you. From something you're going to buy, something you're going to earn, something you're going to achieve. It's going to come from outside of you. And when we've based our life on this fundamental untruth, well, then nothing blossoms. Yeah, you get the job, you get the car, you go... But I'm looking in those things for my happiness. And it's not there. And so the only solution to this is to recognize, yes, I will have a job, I will do my best to be an instrument of the divine through my talent, through my skills to serve. But I'm not going to look in that job or in the money I get or in the power I get for actually what I want. It's not going to give me that peace, that deep joy, that deep meaning. Because that can only come from in me. It's not going to come from what I buy or how much I make or what I look like or where I vacation. So actually consider yourself very blessed to have learned such a deep lesson at such a young age. Now, no problem to wait for Friday night. And here we are, Friday night, wonderful. So there's no problem with waiting for the weekend. But recognize that during the day in your job, you have the opportunity, what we were just speaking about in the first question, to live each moment as part of your spiritual practice. So your job isn't just your job. Yeah, you're doing software engineering, great. That's just the madhyam, the medium through which 
you get to bring spirituality into every moment. So how can you, in every conversation, in every bit of work, in every interaction, how can you be anchored, grounded, in your internal awareness? Instead of losing yourself in the doing, stay anchored and grounded in the witness, that Sakshi consciousness that we talk about, that witness consciousness. Most of us in the job lose ourselves. Oh my God, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. Oh my God, chaos, oh my God, crisis, right? Probably the most commonly used phrase in the workplace is, oh my God, right? We're always stressed about something. Well, instead of losing yourself in that, can you stay anchored in awareness? Can you be the one watching? Watching yourself do the job. Can you be the one watching you get eager, excited, anxious, attached? Watch that. Instead of losing yourself in it, watch it. And then take it even a step deeper. Can you anchor yourself in the one who is aware that you are aware? So you're not just the awareness. Now you are the one who is aware that you are aware. The one saying, ah, oh, now we should have Sakshi. The one knowing. Knowing that now you are aware. Can you anchor in that? And then every moment becomes an opportunity to go deeper on your spiritual practice. Use your coffee and tea breaks very wisely instead of using them to scroll, you know, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever you scroll. Instead of that, use them for a few minutes of meditation. An anchor. And yeah, no problem. Fridays are wonderful. Saturdays are wonderful. Sundays become the problem. Do not let yourself. Do not let yourself lose Sunday. Because you're worried about Monday coming. Because then that, that just becomes the, the model for how you live the rest of your life. I'm anxious now about what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe Monday will never come. Who knows? Right? I mean, the world, the world could end on Sunday. Or Hanumanji could come and take the sun and, you know, hold it for God knows how long. Right? We could, we could be in Sunday until Hanumanji decides, okay, it's going to be Monday. But why lose the present moment in anticipation of the future? 
And this is what being aware allows you to do, is when I'm aware, I'm here in the moment, in the breath, in the perfection of the breath. I'm not in tomorrow. The moment that you're not here, but you are in what you're going to have for dinner, what you've got to do before you go to sleep, what tomorrow is going to be like, you've lost the moment. And the moment is your only possibility, your only chance of waking up, of tapping into that source of real joy in you. So don't lose the moment. Love Friday nights, no problem. But love Sunday nights also. And love Monday nights also. Thursday nights, right? Love every minute. It offers you something different.